Hey, 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 it is Friday, October 22nd. I am Brandon Beliso, and welcome to another installment episode of Success Never Sleeps, where we collectively, as business owners, answer the hard questions as well as ask the hard questions to get the right information to create our version of success. And that's really what it's all about is once you understand who you are, what your purpose is, then you cultivate and create your own version of success. The hard part is most people don't even know who they are. They don't even know why they're here. So they work some job that they really don't care for. They wake up 40 years from now with a gold watch from pension and they retire. I just had this conversation. I was meeting with financial people and they keep asking me, you know, what is your retirement strategy? And I'm going, I'll never retire. I love what I do. So whether it's speaking or traveling or, or teaching, I think people retire when they don't like the job that they're in. That's the big thing, right? I can't wait for retirement. I only got 10 more years until I can retire on, you know, and, and I hear that a lot. And I think that's because people don't like their work. And free what I do is not work. I love what I do. I'll be 60 in January and I truly love what I do. You know, I love teaching. I love traveling. I love speaking. I love helping people do what? Live their best life. So as you come aboard, do say hello, please, and share this broadcast with as many people as you can, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a discovery call with me. I had one the other day with Mish, and, and it was so wonderful. The things you can discover just through conversation and, and what I call, you know, free dialogue. It's free because you're not restricted. You're not trying to give them a diagnosis or, or a, an answer. What you're really doing is through talking and learning about each other, we discovered some amazing things for Misha's new school that, that you know, he's, he's working on. So it's powerful. It's super powerful. Yeah, that's right. Only a few more weeks until... Uh, you're out here for It's Time. It's going to be very cool. Hey, Pamela, what's happening? Pamela from from Charlotte. The school's looking good. Everything's looking good. Yeah, an exit strategy is different than retirement, James. Absolutely. What's my exit strategy from these businesses, right, is, is really what they talk about. You know, if I'm going to sell this business, profit share, keep part ownership, what, what is going to be that path? You're correct, James. Exit strategy is different than retirement. But talking to financial people, they seem to coordinate both together, right? You're exiting the business so you can retire, but that's just not simply the case. Cool. All right. Let me take an opportunity to thank all our sponsors who I love dearly with all my heart, beginning with my studio and make sure I do a good job of this because I, I need to start saying their websites for the podcast. First we have is my studio. Go to M-Y-S-T-U-D-I-O period I O or as they say dot dot I O my studio dot I O cool 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 um, another one of our great sponsors of course is kids love life skills that's a pretty simple one kids love life skills dot com LC accounting for your financial needs predominantly your bookkeeping and that would be LC accounting SC dot Calm. And last but not least, Market Muscles. And that's real simple. MarketMuscles.com. Everybody got that? You got it? You got it? You got it? All right. And we are. We're only a few weeks away from It's Time Live Change. You know, we have that event coming up, and I'm so happy to have Sam coming out for that. He is a single school owner with 100 
20 students, very modest, but he is a multimillionaire. He learned early on versus opening more schools. He took the money he made and he invested it in the stock market. And over decades and decades and decades of his work, he understands the market really well. He's in it every day and he's really helped me financially and many school owners in our industry. And that's the brilliant thing. So having him out for the two-day experience is going to be wonderful. The four-day is completely booked. The four-day experience is booked. So that's something you can't do. But we also have the one-day and the one-day virtual. We have people signing up for the virtual event. We have 19 spots left where you can save $100 off. So hang out with us if you can't be here physically. Hang out with us via Zoom. And it's going to be a fun eight hours on Sunday, November 14th, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please put that in there and get signed up. Get signed up, signed up. Because I'd love everybody to be there. Cool, cool, cool. All right. And as you're coming aboard, I see people up there in the corner hanging out. Please tell us your name. Tell us where you're tuning in from. And I would be extremely grateful if you did that. All right. So what is today's show all about? Today's show is all about how to maximize your Google presence. Everybody knows in the month of August, we earned 115 new students, not trials, new students. And now we're back up to 923. Yay! We're back up to 923 students between two locations. And I'm very grateful. We've worked really hard. You know, we fought tooth and nail. And as Vince Lombardi says, football is a game of inches. Guess what? Building and growing a successful small business is about inches, right? First down, you gain a couple of yards. Second down, you lose some yards. Now it's you know, going to be third and 10. So that's going to happen a lot in small business. And if you're okay with that, then you weather those storms and you don't get stressed out. I don't get stressed out. You know, I love my business. I love what I do. And when challenges come our way, we simply stay within our purpose of live your best life. And from there, we cultivate a solution. Right? We cultivate a solution or create a new process or write a new system or move a team player. We do what we got to do in order to fulfill that purpose. And that's the wonderful thing about being a purpose-driven business is everything we do is all about that. Now, I know you're going to have questions about Google. And, and, and as I hop into this and get things done, um, ask those questions. You know, Google is not rocket science. It's much simpler in many ways for me than when I was learning about Facebook. The wonderful thing I love about, you know, both organizations, Facebook and Google, is they want you to be successful. They want you to advertise. They truly, truly do, right? So they, they aren't so much pro use these third-party people if you want them to run your ads, yada, yada, yada. They're really about let me educate you. And I think that's very important. At the minimum, if we can educate ourselves on Google and Facebook and Instagram and these different platforms, if you do decide to farm it out, you can really make an educated choice on if that company is good for you or not. But as I've said, and I'll say it again passionately, you are a storyteller. And it's super important that you learn to tell your story. I took an event this week with Facebook called Gathering 2021 because I'm part of their leaders network. And it coincided, as you saw, Facebook did a write-up on me. I'm super grateful for that. And, and that's a feather in my cap, right? Out of the billions of businesses out there all over the world, Facebook chose me and they did this really nice write-up and I feel very humbled by that. But again, it's a piece I can use to promote my business, 
right, and promote my services and what I do. Well, one of the people that, that was at this uh, gathering that spoke was Siete Family Foods, and, and, and they do Mexican food, but what it was was the daughter needed gluten-free. She was allergic to everything, so they started to put out gluten-free products. And the other day, I'm in, in a market, and there their product is. So they're all over. They're, they're, they're national now. But the one thing he really stressed, you know, they talked, how have you, you know, been able to grow so quickly in the number of years? He said, to be authentic. Because being authentic is not replicable. Write that down. Being authentic is not replicable. Nobody can replicate Jason. Nobody can replicate Marco. Nobody can re replicate James. And nobody can replicate me, right? I'm one of a kind. But to do that with a sense of humility and to do it from a why, right, of live your best life, to do it understanding who is my demographic, and then what are their needs? That's totally different. So be mindful of that. When we talk about being authentic, it's me as an authentic person going, well, how can I serve a mom with a six-year-old child? Cool? Everybody got me on that? All right. So let's see where do I want to begin here. This is where I want to begin. Getting started with Google. Okay, and I'm going to take you through, I'm going to screen share and show you some of my Google stuff. But let's, let's kind of look at the step-by-step. -step. Number one, go to google.com slash business and claim your business page. If you haven't done that, I highly reckon you begin there because what's going to happen next is you need to verify that page. How does Google do that? They're going to ask you for an address and all that good stuff. And then they will send you a letter in the mail, which takes, you know, some time, uh, week, couple of weeks, and it has a code. And you use that code so you can continue to do what? Set up your page. And when you set up that page, I think what's very important, like Steven Reinstein has said, and Chris Rodriguez has said, make sure your information is the same across all platforms. If on one platform, I don't use parentheses and I just put 415 dash, you know, on our phone number, and then another place I use parentheses in the 415 area code, guess what? That's inconsistent. It's, it's very inconsistent. So I want to make sure whether it's uppercase, lowercase, phone numbers, operating hours, all those things, that it's uniform across all platforms. And we're still catching stuff all the time ourselves. So you want to make sure whatever information is at your website is consistent with your Google business listing, is consistent with your Facebook listing, on and on. So I hope you got that. So once you set up that page... Some of the things we really want to be mindful of is make sure your logo's there, make sure that um, your operating hours, as I shared, all of that's there. Now, once your page is completely set up, what's wonderful about that is Google will ask you questions. Google will say things to you because it's all based upon machine learning. It's AI. So it's seeing what you're doing. It's trying to help you rank better. It's trying to drive people to you, all these different things. So Understand that unless you're faster than a computer, there's only so much you can do. But if you have that yin-yang, that hybrid of, okay, here's machine learning AI doing its thing. Here I am being conscious, promoting my brand, being the storyteller, being the ambassador. And they talked a lot about that, being the ambassador of your brand. Write that down. You know, at this gathering 2021, they talked about that. being an ambassador of your brand. And, and, and the keynote speaker was Magic Johnson. And what was very beautiful about that, one of my biggest takeaways from Matt, from Magic Johnson's talk was he said, legacy, your legacy, nobody's going to care when you're dead and gone how much money you made. But 
in your legacy, they will remember you for how many people you impacted, right? How many lives you affected. And that's true. That's why I am not from the school of thought of running through, you know, and I'm a consultant, you know, I am. So I'm not, you know, hopping off the Learjet, then running through a garage with Bentleys behind me, then going by my sauna with three blondes in the back and running through a mansion. That is not my thing. I don't believe that for me to be authentic. And for me, I need to be authentic because why? It's not replicable. So my position of service, helping others live their best life has always been my passion and purpose. And the byproduct is, yes, I make money. Okay. So once you do that, then of course, much like any other social media plat platform, you want to post, you want to post, you want to post, you want to post, 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 and post some more. That's important, right? Then you want to load up photos weekly. You know, when Chris Rodriguez said she batches out photos every week, we do the same thing. We're always loading up photos into our Google business page and then get reviews. Reviews are very important as well. And when I take you to our, our, our Google page, I'm going to show you why. Reviews are important, but I do believe in organic, uh, organic reviews. I'm not big on having a contest saying, well, if you post a review, you're in this contest to win a three-month membership. It's not my thing. I love it when, when I'm pleasantly surprised when somebody posts a review, but you should ask for it by, you know, it's in our My Studio app where people can leave us reviews. Maybe three months into their um, program with you, you say, hey, if you like what we do, leave us a review. And you can automate that through an email flow. You could post a sign in your school with the Google logo saying, hey, if you dig what we do, leave us a review. You can throw it up on your Market Muscle TV, on and on and on, on and on, right? And then this is an important one too. You want to sync to Google Maps, right? Sync to Google Maps. When people are looking at that information, it's one more place you show up. And this was a big one. Schedule with a Google ad specialist. I work with Google ad specialists all the time and I enjoy it a lot, a lot, right? A lot. And I'm mindful that, you know, I know, because I know that they, at the end of the call, they really push you to start running an ad. So I understand that's probably how they work. Their goal is to get you to run ads. If they can get off that phone call and whoever's monitoring says, yay, ding, 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 he got one new business to run an ad. I noticed that with both Google and Facebook, as we get towards the end of the call, they're really pushing you to complete an ad and start running it. So that's the only thing I don't like, but I understand. So they walk you through the paces. But as they walk you through the paces, I ask a lot of hard questions to them. And sometimes, you know, on a human level, you'll get that. Like the last time I was talking to a Facebook specialist, this guy freaking loved cultivating custom audiences and lookalike audiences. And he really shared why. Because as you grow a custom audience, you create a lookalike audience for retargeting on and on and on that you want these things to be set up properly. So here's my trick. I don't run an ad. I say, hey, well, I'm going to keep working on this. Can we set up another call next week and we'll continue this process? I need to hear it twice, et cetera, et cetera. But I know this one guy said, well, if you run the ad, then you monitor that. We'll look at it three weeks from now. So I'm paying for ads. We'll look at it three weeks from now and then we'll go over this ad together and see how it's performing and make adjustments. So I said, okay.
And in between that, what's ironic is Facebook sends me notifications saying, hey, you should change the pictures. This ad isn't performing well. Hey, you should, you know, so that's really cool too. And that's just machine learning. AI is doing that for us. So I, I feel very um, excited about that. And from being in the trenches with them, doing that now on a regular basis so I as a small business owner can be well versed and I'm not left at the mercy James anybody else out there of some social media person it's important because anytime you're lazy in any area of your business that's your own damn fault write that down and that's the thing you hear me say all the time it's your own damn fault so I've done that. I've done that. Come on, put in the comments. Who's done that? Just blindly farm stuff out to a social media company and you never got the results you wanted. They use freaking jack stock photos, jack copy, because it wasn't in line with your why or your purpose. It, it didn't feed your values. You look at this copy and these photos, you're going, I don't know, man. I don't know. Right? Oh, James. I'll address that in a minute. Yep. Jason, hey, what's up? What's up, Jana? Google has my account suspended because of suspicious payment. I have called and told that is tough luck. Even had GrowPro try. We have appealed and all they say is their decision stands. They will not tell me if I paid or did I receive a suspicious payment. I don't know what a suspicious payment is. I think I would dig deeper and find out what that is. Hey, Steph, what's happening? Thank you. There's a Google ad special number. Thank you, Marco. I love you, sir. Thank you for supporting me. So, and that's it. And, and then ultimately you want to run ads. You do. You know, I keep hearing Chris Rodriguez say that. You got to pay to play. You got to pay to play. You got to pay to play. And I understand that. When I was in a rock band, they didn't care if we sucked or not. If we were willing to... Um, agree to selling X number of tickets to whatever show we were playing, guess what? They put us on the bill. And I think that's sad. It should be based upon how great the band is and all that, but that wasn't the case. So I understand that because Google's in the, you know, they want ad revenue. I read that, if I'm not wrong, Facebook and Google control over 46% of the digital ads. It's a pretty high number. So that's where their revenue is generated, correct? You use Google as a search engine. It doesn't cost you any money, right? You use Facebook as a platform. It doesn't cost you any money. So eventually, if you want to move to those levels, you got to pay to play. It's that simple. It's that simple. Cool? All right. So are we all good on that? So I want to switch for a minute. I'm, 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 I'm going to go in here for a minute, and I'm going to share my screen, and I hope this works. I want to do my best for you, okay? Because I, I, I want you to see what we do. Okay, this is the craziness right here. And I'm going to open this up. Please tell me if you can see this crazy screen. Put it in the comments, Marco, because I cannot see my main screen because I've got everything moving around. So I'm going to count on you, Marco, to do that for me. So I can't see comments there. All right. Let me know that you can see that, Marco, because all I see right now is the main screen. I guess I could look over here for really quick. Everybody see it? Everybody see it? We see it. Thank you very much. All right. So... If I put one martial arts meal bray, 
This is what pops up. Now, look at this ad in the upper left corner. And I know this gentleman, smart man, right? He runs ads, Google ads all the time, all the time. And you know, everybody is telling you shift to Google, shift to Google, shift to Google with the iOS and the challenges that are happening. But you don't think Facebook's aware of that? You don't think Facebook understands that? So Facebook is putting a lot of money and time to really win people back, earn that trust, stabilize the platform. And I have confidence in Facebook because I don't want to market one way to 70 people. I want to market 70 ways to 70 people, right? Super important for me. But see this right below his ad? This is mine. I see this. Your business on Google. That's pretty good. 18,000 views this month. That's pretty badass, right? I think so. And this is just Milbray. But see what it does? Look at that. Edit your profile. Promote customers. Get more reviews. Keep customers up to date. Set up bookings. See call history. I really dig that. I dig that. You know, the more and more that I'm beginning to see that, I think it's super cool. And I'm supportive of that. Now, this is me looking for one martial arts. So everything about one martial arts will pop up in here. But I'm going to show you something in a minute. So look here. This is my Google business listing on the right. Everybody with me? Now, what is the first thing you see? See photos. Because they understand from Yelp, Facebook, all the different social media platforms, people love to look at pictures. They do, they do. And I thought this was really profound. When I spoke with a Facebook specialist, they said, people do not know you. They are not going to watch your video. I said, wow, I never thought of it that way. You know, unless it's some, oh, watch somebody jumping off a 10-story building, right? Something crazy that people are trying to go viral with. But so I said, I guess that makes sense, right? So when I look at those photos, I think the most viewed photo I have is something like 40,000 views on a photo. It's crazy. You want to get the outside exterior, that's a, that's a thing, and then you see there's the map. The map is important. So that's why you want to sync with the map. You want to post lots of photos. What are the things right up top? And they do that up top because they understand. They understand that those are the things people go most to, right? The website directions, call. There's the reviews. Uh-oh. There's the reviews, right? Okay, so take a look at that. But what really was appealing to me is what sat up top. I thought that was really cool, right? Everybody with me on that? Let me look over here really quick, see if you have any questions. Ah, I don't think they know what it's supposed to because they cannot tell me. Yeah, but, you know, that Facebook name James James it isn't a big deal, sir. It's simply not a big deal. It's no different than Google calling itself Alphabet. When the day's done, it's still Google. And with the whole thing with Roblox and the metaverses and all that, you know, that's huge. That's huge right now, right? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jason. Our area, we found more organic posts and community-based marketing does better than paid ads. But that's our area. Be sure to know your demographic. You're right. Milbray does better that way, sir. It absolutely does better that way. But San Francisco, which is a more urban environment, um, right now we're not running ads. So I shared that. I wanted to see how market muscles performed for us. And when we earned 115 students in August without any Facebook or Google ads, I was tickled pink. Tickled pink. Right? So we're still not running ads. 
right now. And we chose not to do that because I gave everybody raises. We cut money a couple of places and I wanted to make sure my entire loyal team that has stayed with me through this pandemic, not those who quit and ran, because we had people who quit and ran, but the people that stayed with us, I gave them their, I don't know, cost of living here is 5%. So a lot of them, we gave them the back cost of living raise, and then we gave them a raise. So I'm very proud of that. But I needed to find money to do that somewhere, right? Right? Okay. So now I want you to look at this. This is my back end. <clears throat> so in here, I can do posts, look at insights, info, call, messages. Everything's here. You know, and, and I love it. It's very basic. But fun things, I mean, that's a great picture for kickboxing. And they did that on their own. I had nothing to do with that. Reviews, you got to reply to your reviews. I, I, in October, I, I've missed that one, right? So the back end is really user-friendly, right? It's really feeling right here. See, oh, need help. Get your ad back on Google. And that's because I, I, I turned my ads off because I wanted to see what else was going on. Isn't that cool? And then, of course, in the help section, you guys, this is all right here. This is just Google My Business Help, how to add or claim your business profile on Google. Real simple. Adding it through Google Maps, which I told you to do, claim your business through Google. I mean, it's all there, you guys. It's not rocket science. It's really not. And Google wants you to be successful. You just got to spend the time. You got to spend the time, right? You just got to spend the time. <clears throat> and then I know, you know, we're performing lower a little bit here from the previous month because we know September's a rock star. Everyone's coming back from school, right? So it rocks hard, but that's no excuse. You want to constantly monitor this. You want to constantly get things updated. You want to constantly stay on it, stay on it, stay on it because we understand consistency. Everything is about consistency. And where's that most viewed photo? Because Google will do that too. <clears throat> They'll send her and send me an email and say, congratulations, you got these many views on this one thing. And I think that's cool, right? I think that's, that's really cool. And then some of them that don't perform well, nine views, seven views, things like that, we'll go back and look at. But do I take things down? No, I do not take them down. They say, look at this one, 203. That's decent. That's decent for us, considering this is Milbray, who has 22,000 people. Look at this one with the bubbles, 329, right? But you know what's crazy? Virginia posted something that got 6 million views. Who knows why? Maybe it's because it had a bob in it, right? And bob is everywhere. They use bob for everything. So maybe that might be a tip. Put bob in your thing. And on and on. So I can look at the ones that do better. And then I can ask myself, well, what's going on here? What's the composition? What's happening? But as you see, we're pretty much in that pocket all the time, right, of 50 to 75 views. So then I'd look at that. Why did this get 254? Let's look at that. Hmm, what's going on? And so it really is about you being in there. Look at this one, 1.15. Why? Why? Why would this get over a thousand views? I don't know. So we look at it. I try to look at the copy and look at all the different things that support it because I'm sure there is a post to go with that, right? Crazy. All right. So I, I, I want to jump out of that and get back to you guys. Okay.
Okay, people. Good, Jim. You know, because I think the one thing I also learned when I was was in the Facebook advocacy group, Jim, you know, they really talked a lot about how it's hard to get great talent. What's happening, you know, if you look at those numbers, they're, they're really pretty crazy, right? The numbers are really, really crazy. Uh, let me go to here first. It's really crazy. We have like 11 million jobs, and there's like 9 million people that unemployed. 3 million women have not re-entered the workforce. But I think the reason a lot of the women aren't entering the workforce is because it's hard to get childcare, right? It's not the highest level paying job. So a lot of people are not going back to childcare. They're not going back to restaurants and those different things. That's why companies have to incentivize and they have to give people more money. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. What they're realizing psychologically, Jim, is that through this pandemic, people have reassessed their lives. That's it. And they want to have purpose and they want to have value. They just don't want to do some job they get paid for. And if it's bad pay, even worse, right? It's even worse. So we want to be mindful of that. It's changing here in California. They've cut off a lot of those stimulus things and people have to prove that they're looking for a job to get whatever unemployment they want to get. So even here it's changing and I believe that's going to happen more and more and pretty soon people are going to be forced back to work. But I don't want someone to be forced back to work and be a disgruntled employee. I want them to come because they get the purpose of live your best life and they want to run hard, they want to play hard, and they want to go out there and make a difference in people's lives and following the same thing that OJ said I don't believe somebody wakes up every day and goes hey how can I make Brandon's one martial arts a lot of money but people do wake up and say how can I fulfill a purpose of helping people live their best life I'm excited to come to work and impact people I'm excited to come here and help people be best the best versions of themselves so I think for me that's that's real vital cool all right, if you got questions, put them in there. I want to make sure I'm mindful of your questions. Let me take a look. Um, post them in, post them in, please. I'd love you if you do. I'd appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. And in the interim, let me just double back in here and, and, and say a couple things about this. All right. You know, I do have a great podcast I want you to be mindful of. Success Never Sleeps is now on a podcast on all the major podcast platforms, as well as my mindful meditation. You know, for me, it's really about mastering my mindset. My mindset is vital to me. And when I witness somebody who's rich and famous and has everything on the surface kill themselves, that's that. Whoa, that's overwhelming. You know, when Anthony Bourdain, who I really loved and followed, I thought he was a disruptor in, in the culinary industry, you know, he ended up hanging himself. That's, that's uh, you know, and, and he had a daughter too. So all of that, I want to make sure that I'm constantly managing my mindset. And that's a big part of the work I do with my clients. I don't just work on rotating curriculum, culture, systems, processes, leaderships. It's really about your mindset. Because if your mind is strong, your body will follow. If your mind is strong, you stay focused and achieve your goals. So it's really important to me that as long as I'm on this planet, I'm happy. And I want to help other people. But it really is about managing that mindset. And, and I can't say that enough. So please go to both my podcasts. And if you dig what, what I got to say, leave me a great review on that as well. <sighs> okay. So let's jump back to this one. So 
This is the big thing. And, and you, you know who, who triggered this? Paul Howmey, right? I got to see him. He does work uh, with Alan Belcher, I believe. And he has a social media company. And he's just a cool guy, right? I read his book. We spoke together a couple of years back at the Market Muscles event. And, and he's just a cool guy. And I think he's very real and he speaks the truth. And he said, we should be running Google smart ads. And I'm going to share my thoughts about that. So first of all, what is the difference between a Google ad and a smart campaign? With Google ads, you have control over your entire campaign. I like that. You know me, I like that. In Google smart campaigns, however, you set up your account, you build a single ad, you select your business's category, you set your budget, and that's it. You can see what keywords Google cho chose for you. You cannot adjust them. And that is machine AI learning. And for me, it's like this. Do you want to throw a bunch of food into a crock pot and set it and forget it, as the late night infomercial says? Yes, that's one way to go. Or if you want that type of creative control, I love that when I can look at the insights of a Google ad that's not performing well, I can tweak it. Can I do it as fast as the machine AI learning that's going like this, going, oh, not performing, make adjustments? No, I can't. But the one thing I can feel with confidence, with confidence, is that I'm making sure the culture, the why, is really being instilled in that ad. Now, please don't get me wrong about this. I wish every ad got me a million likes and website clicks and the whole nine yards. But often, when I do a social media post, when I do a Google post, when I do an Instagram post, it's really about me communicating the why. If everything I did was calculated upon how many views do I get, how many watches do I get on a video, or how many comments I get, I think it would be fake. And here's, I'm going to give you another example. My wife watches The Bachelorette. Women, do any of you guys watch that show, The Bachelorette? Put it in there. I just want to chuckle and see if anybody does that. Come on. James is asking, are you going to have anyone from Google or Facebook at the four-day event or any of your other sponsors that we can meet with? No, not at all. Not at all. But I'll go deeper if you want. I mean, we can go much deeper into this, sir. You know, we can even whip out our computers and try to open that. But I would get that remedy. I don't know what a suspicious payment is. You know, um, I'm going to mind that. I'm going to ask a couple of people that I know in Google and, and that the ad specialist I work with, I'm going to ask them straight up, what is this? You know, w what can happen? Right. I had a huge fraud in my Facebook account back in April and nobody's been able to resolve it. Right. They, uh, I got my money back through my credit card company, but nobody in Facebook's resolved it. And I've been I've talked to different people. Even my Facebook ad specialist will tell me that's not my territory. This is what I do. This is what you should do to, you know, talk to somebody about it. But OK. And that's a new feature in Facebook. Down in the lower corner, once you're in your ads manager, you'll see a little circle with a question mark in it. If you click on that, you can get a live person. You can get a phone number. They'll call you back. So Facebook has changed that little, little side tidbit. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, what I need from you, James, though, is to be more specific. And right now, the whole suspicion thing, I don't know what that means. So again, the wonderful thing about today's information culture that we live in, James, 
there is data out there. And if we mine that, Marco, just do a Google search, right? And put, put in that as a question. My business page was suspended because of a suspicious payment. And see what you come up with, Marco. Right? Let, let's just see. Let's just see because I, I feel your frustrations in these posts, uh, James. And we'll see what we can do to support you on that as well as hopefully be able to produce more relevant information to support you at its time. Because that's, that's one of the questions I put in our group, right? In, in the tribe group is what do you need from me, right? What do you need? Because I want to make sure that I give you the content you need. And the people that are here, that's why we limit it to 20 people for the four-day experience because I want to serve you well. That's real, real important for me. All right. So we understand the difference between the two, right? One you have control of, one you don't, but you do gain the advantage of machine learning. And, and I'm serious as a heartbeat about this, folks. I just want you to know that for me, there is a balance. There needs to be a balance, right? There needs to be a balance. And, and honestly, I'd rather sweep my floor than let some robot thing do a job that's nowhere near as good as me, but it's very therapeutic for me. I like to meditate, and that's the purpose of that, and that's what it serves. Cool? So there needs to be a balance, and I think there needs to be a certain amount of hands-on. If everything was set it and forget it, that's a scary day. Yesterday, I went to the Warriors game, and the Uber driver who picked us up right, was in a Tesla. And he is autopilot. So he turned this thing on. He's sitting there talking to me, looking back. And I'm like, whoa, what the heck? And then I started asking questions. I said, well, you know, this autopilot, it's got all this data, right, that it's been fed. Does it decide if it wants to go faster and go into the fast thing, blah, blah, blah? No. Unless you manually program and change things, this autopilot will always stay in the far right lane within the speed limit and only change lanes if, you know, the exit you can only exit on the right. It's a trip. It's a trip. And I honestly got to admit, I sat there going, hmm, I'm not too crazy about this. I'm simply not. Call me an old dog in that respect, but that's just me. So I think the same thing here, folks, is that there's so much data out there that you can mine. And hopefully we can help you come to a solution, James, as a collective, as a disruptor group, as, as fellow martial artists together, we can figure that out. Cool? Do you feel the smart ad is a good way to learn how to run the regular ads? That's, you know, thank you, James. <laughs> That's the point I'm getting to. That's the double-edged sword, right? Because I don't know enough, right? I've, I've had maybe six sessions with the Google people, and I'm going to take more and more and more and more because the information is there. Just like in Facebook, they have the blueprint section. There's so many videos. There's so many things you could learn to run these ads yourself. They're really not rocket science. Facebook does on the and on to make a challenge. Think about it. If Facebook and Google are going to set up the back-end dashboard for running ads, so complicated that only a social media company could run. Think how few, think how few businesses would be running ads. But I believe there's a lot more small business owners than there are these ad agencies and these social media companies, right? There are. So I see that vision. They want everybody to know how to run ads. The problem is 
We're wearing a lot of hats. We're tapped out. Do you want to sit there and study some, you know, Facebook video or some Google video? No, you don't. I get that. But if you don't, you will always be at the mercy of these social media people. And me, I refuse to be. That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. But when I do hit a wall and I can't fix it myself, then I'm willing to farm it out. I just, I get that too, right? I get that too. I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. Cool? But I also liken it to this. And this is where I think us working together is so special. And, and I want you to hear this, school owners. If I was to get open heart surgery... Do I want to get open heart surgery from somebody that is fresh out of college, who hasn't, you know, done a handful of stuff in residency? Do you want to go with the guy who's completely inactive from doing open heart surgery? Or do I want to go with the guy who's active that does 500 heart surgeries a year? I think that's a no-brainer. I'm always going to choose this guy. So I think it's the same thing when you choose a mentor, a consultant. You know, these social media guys, a lot of them aren't active martial arts school owners at all. At all. At all. So they have no idea what your need is, who your demographics are, and how they truly behave other than the data they pull. Now, the challenge with data... Data still can't factor in that genesequa, that emotional human reaction. They know your behaviors. Behaviors are not the same as emotions. Write that down. Behaviors are not the same as emotion. If I could find the emotion behind that behavior, oh, that'd be a whole different day. Or what is their motivation? What motivates them? Well, it's the holiday season. So Amazon stock goes up. There's a lot more buying, yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. That's obvious, but I'm talking at a micro level, that micro level where, you know, on a day-to-day basis, on a week-to-week basis, on a month-to-month basis, how does your demographic think? Because what are we trying to do? Consistently engage our audience, not this Hail Mary pass. Here's this ad. Okay, let's get 100 students. No, I want to consistently feed my tribe in a drip system by offering them content and learning and, 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 and answers to their needs, right? Somebody asked me that question. Uh, it had something to do with social media. And I said, well, oh, the values of their martial arts school. Okay, they wanted to know, how do I really promote the values of my martial arts schools? I'm thinking of doing this thing. And I said, well, you do it with hello at the front door. You do it when you tie their belt. You do it in every clash. You do it when you talk to the mom in the waiting area. You do it in a social media post. You do it in an ad. You do it at your website. You do it in an email. You do it in a push notification. But again, going back to the fundamental values of do you know who you are? Do you know what the why is of your school? Now, we just had that conversation because an email came across and it, I didn't see live your best life at the bottom of their email. And that's standard. Every one of our emails end with live your best life, comma, Brandon, or live your best life, whoever, right? And I caught an email that once, so we had a conversation about that, all right? So I really want you to think about that. I want you to think about that, okay? Really think about that because we don't spend enough time on that. And for me, it's vital, it's vital that I continue to do that. Cool? The easier they make it to use, the more businesses will run ad. Absolutely. Yeah, paid ads are more challenging with the iOS updates through Apple. Sure. What is your long-term or backup plan if Google and Facebook are broken up or shut down? 
community-based marketing, that's easy. And that's why I know, you know, the social media people want to sell you on digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, right? All the ad money goes into digital marketing, digital marketing. I understand that. But remember when we had that outage? All right, that Facebook outage a couple of weeks ago, what was Chris Rodriguez's response? And I use Chris Rodriguez a lot because I think she's smart. I do. I think Chris knows a lot. So I'm going to reference people I believe are authorities. And she is more so than anybody else out there in our industry. But that doesn't mean you can't learn this stuff too. What was her first stance on that? Does anybody remember? Who, who remembers what was Chris Rodriguez's reply once everything got back up? She was saying, what did you learn from this? Anybody? Put it in. I'll wait. I'm good. Come on. Help me out. Help me out. Help me out. Uh, nobody read that, huh? Nothing? Come on there, disruptors. You guys are small business owners. Give me some love. Yeah. Well, no, no, James. What she said is not so much was to make it sure you're on different platforms. She said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that's what that comes down to. So me and Jason had a long conversation about that uh, marketing online versus in the community. And I truly believe that marketing in my community for me is much more valuable because remember i'm only trying to own a three to five mile radius that's it i get it you know for my consulting i need digital marketing how am i going to reach a potential martial arts school owner in germany to hire me as a consultant or buy one of my e-learning products or come attend its time right? I get that. I need digital marketing because it allows me to reach these bigger audiences better, quicker, and faster. You know, all I got to do is do, boom, run an ad. So I understand that, but I think that overshadows what we really should know as far as strategy goes. Strategically, I want to control a three to five mile radius of my brick and mortar location. Write that down. Everything you should do is about controlling and influencing and promoting and marketing to a three to five mile radius. San Francisco, people won't go from borough to borough. They will not, as they say on the East Coast, they won't go from one neighborhood to the next. It's amazing because literally to go a mile in San Francisco could be like 30, 40 minutes. So people have that comfort. They stay in their neighborhood. Right, And the neighbor could be just a couple of square blocks. So San Francisco, we are using more digital media because they need, if you're in another borough and you've never walked into my neighborhood, you have no, in, uh, no want, desire to come into my neighborhood, I've got to give you a reason to, a good reason to, right? So if you had to write that down, how do I dominate that three to five mile radius, right? that three to five mile radius of your brick and mortar location, what are some of the ways you can do that, right? What are some of the ways you can do that? I don't know. Think about that. Think about that, okay? 
you know, one of the great ones, I was talking to Sensei Mish, and I said, because, you know, he, his is artisan. Uh, I, I got to say Mish, not Sensei Mish. Artisan martial arts. It's about being craftsmen, right? They're craftsmen. What would it be like to do a buddy day where you break a board, right? And then you turn around and fashion, you, you craft that broken board into something cool, like a bookshelf or, or something like that. Again, feeding his why, right? What would that be, look like, Mish, if you and your team committed yourself for community-based services to go out into the community once a month or once every quarter and restore, you know, an impoverished, maybe a poor neighborhood, you go in and fix doors and rehang them, or you go in and clean out gutters and fix those during the winter. Man, that's a freaking, you know, publicity bonanza, sir. That's a new one. Just write it down, Sensei Mish. Just came to me right now, right? What would that be like? What would that be like, right? Because his, his whole thing is we're artisan, we're craftsmen. He comes from a long line of craftsmen. That's, that's what his last name means. So what would that look like, right? See, again, it's a why. It helps a community. I'm, I'm all for that. And organically, if and when someone's ready to take martial arts, they're going to come to you because you created this memorable experience of service, that had nothing to do with martial arts, but on a human level, we can connect faster on a human level if we fulfill their need. I can't go there and kick the crap out of the door. I have to go there with my tools and realign the door and da 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 da. Right? So think about that. And and I really believe that. If for some reason Google and Facebook broke up or shut down, that's not gonna stop us. It's it's not gonna stop us, you know? It's not going to stop us. Marco, speaking from the East Coast, it's very true. People won't go to the next town for an activity, even if it's a mile down the road. It comes down to the perception of the town status, to put it in a PC way. Absolutely. So in that town, and people, you know, say, well, I only have, uh, you know, 40,000 people in my community. I can't grow my school to your numbers. Time's up, pencils down. Millbury has 22,000 people. And Millbury, I saw last night, was 470? 470 students last night. 470 in, in a town that has 22,000 people. But guess what? Those 22,000 people know us. They know us well because you'll find us everywhere. We're tied into the Chamber of Commerce. We're tied into the Millbury's Lions Club. We're tied into the Millbury Educational Foundation. We're at Nextdoor. We're at Facebook. We're at Instagram. We're letting all our friends know we have this Halloween event. We're letting them know we have a, you know, uh, a confidence and anti-bully workshop. I mean, we're deep in the community, deep, deep. My kids play on soccer teams. We go on and on. My wife is in the white zone. It's just a different animal. We're in San Francisco. You won't know your neighbor next door. That's just the way it goes. But it doesn't mean you can't market. You just have to market differently, differently. And that's why when people ask us in, in one you know, borough over it's still San Francisco. You want to do our street fair? No, I, I don't want nothing to do with it. Nothing. And, and that's a whole subject, James. And I will, you know what it sounds like. We need to cultivate this at, um, it's time live. We'll definitely do it. We'll, we'll definitely do it. I will offer a segment on that. So finishing up the, the Google ad smart campaigns, a Google smart campaign automatically shows ads to locals in your area to drive website visits, online sales, and offline visit stores. It's a great cheap way, and I don't like that word, but it's there. 
to bring in more sales if you are a local business that can't afford an outside agency to run your Google Ads account. Smart campaigns are for you. Of course, this was written by some ad person, and they know they're competing with the ad agencies. I don't like cheap. I don't like cheap, and it's a great way. But this is straight from Google's mouth. I just cut and paste it, right? I get it automatic, which means I don't have to do anything. Hmm. That's not that, that, see, that just don't work for me, but I get it. And would I be willing, which I will, cause I want to give you hard data. Am I going to run some Google smart campaigns? Yes, I am. And then I'll give you data because otherwise I'm talking out of my behind, right? All I can tell you is this is the data out there. I want to see if the data's precise or not because the one thing we've learned and if, if you haven't embraced and accepted that by now with digital media that it's not an exact science that's why you split test it's not an ex exact science that's now now that's why they recognize we're frustrated we don't trust that it's not an exact science so they're trying to make it an exact science with a smart campaign you know why it's called a smart campaign because we are idiots what can i tell you because we're not educated. We don't figure this stuff out. You know what? Here's your smartphone, right? You need your smartphone to be smart. No, you don't. No, you don't. And that's what I'm really big on that, that a, a lot of people feel uneasy with. And it pulls back their covers. But I will not market from fear. I was sitting with people because I'm trying to value my company now. I want to value it because part of my exit strategy is to sell it to my guys, right? And what does that look like? And da, 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 da. And then we're talking about, you know, what is my legacy? You know, my trust fund for my kids and all this. And in the middle of this conversation, and I'm still going to work with these people as far as entertaining more conversations, right? So let's end with that part. But what they said in the middle of this was, Word for word. What if everything exploded, you know, and then the IRS took half of your money in taxes? And I said, you got to stop right there. Right there. Because right now, I guess the inheritance tax is 1.8% or something. And this is important. So I want you to stay with me on this, okay? And I said, you got to stop there. Because I've heard that song and dance from other companies, fiduciary companies that are going to help me with my estate planning and yada, yada, yada. And that's fear-based and it doesn't lay well with me. Listen to that. What if everything explodes and the government takes half of your money? Well, and then I went on to follow. I said, the God honest truth, if I raise my kids right, they should go out in the world and make their own way. I don't want some spoiled, rotten, entitled kid that's going to be in rehab and in therapy because, you know, all they got is money and they have, they, they have no need to work. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And, and I'm passionate about this. I said, honestly, once I'm dead and gone, I don't care. I don't care. And you know what really drove that home is when my instructor, Rick Alamany, was diagnosed, was very sick with cancer. And everybody in our Kempo Association started going, well, who's going to take over? Who's going to continue his legacy? Da, 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 da. And he, he raised his hand and said, you know what? When I die, my legacy dies with me. Make your own legacy. So it's the same thing here, right? It's the same thing here. When you talk about cultivating your brand and your why, and you talk about impacting communities, and you talk about creating a purpose-driven business, what does that all mean for you? And if it's rooted in fear and you can do that, 
You can do that because we know people love fear too, right? They love fear. A lot of ad campaigns are based upon fear. I could say either from love, a parent, concerned parent, would you like your child to be a better listener? Well, yes, I would. Or I could put in my subject line, if your child doesn't learn focus, they're going to be a loser. We've seen both, right? An extra five pounds is going to give you heart disease and you'll die next week. Or, or how about, or would you like to feel even better about yourself, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. They both work, but which one for you do you believe best serves your community? And I posted that in a video yesterday. So here was my example. Let me just make sure I'm conscious of the questions. Hey, what's up, Adina? Okay, so here's what I said. Here's an example of fear-based marketing, right? Dark alley, right? Woman's huddled down like this, looking over her shoulder, trying to get her keys in the car, you know, while you see this ominous figure, right? And you can do that. Take this self-defense workshop so you can guard yourself against the demon seed, right? Or... What about this? What if we have a picture of a mom in a park holding hands with her daughter, right? Martial arts gives you the confidence to live your best life. Which one do you want to be? I can see that. I'm in the park with my kids. I'm safe because I know I can defend myself confidently, right? So one is love, one is fear. They both work. It's been proven. All the data's proven that. The question to you is, which one do you believe will best represent your culture? Think about it. Think about it. So, all right, we got a few more minutes. We're just about out of time. So that, that, that's, that's just my beginning of the whole Google thing. That's just the freaking beginning, folks. I'm, I'm so deep into this right now because, honestly, I'm like you. I am like you, I am like you, I am like you. I've spent a lot of money with a lot of people who didn't know half of what they said they knew. But they knew I knew less than they did, so they were able to hoodwink me. And that's my own damn fault. That's it. It's my own damn fault. It is. But I'm sorry, when you give me some jacked stock photo and I'm screaming, hey, I'm in California. Hey, I'm in Millbury. We're 60, 75% Asian. This, this video, this stock video with a bunch of Caucasian kids in white uniforms, it's not even in my hemisphere. Well, it tested really well and we're the experts. We know what we're doing. Okay then it's my own damn fault. And if you feel me on that, then I want you to do the homework. I want you to do the education. I want you to get in there and figure that out. Okay? My studio, thank you to my sponsors, my studio, mystudio.io. Kids Love Life Skills, the best in character development. Go to kidslovelifeskills.com, LC Accounting, right? Go to LC Accounting, sc.com, and of course, Market Muscles. You know I'm going to be out there in February. I'll be at the Market Muscles event. Great lineup, great people. So I'll be on the East Coast again speaking then. But I get to see everybody, everybody, everybody in a couple weeks right here for what? We're going to be here for It's Time Life Change. The four-day event is sold out, as I shared, but you can fly out for the two-day or the one-day, and we do have the virtual event for the one-day as well. 
I'm sure by now, you know, you know, I'm not the norm. I don't want to be the norm. I've never been the norm. This is who I am. This is what I do. And I'm really about helping you discover your version of success. I believe I feel the most raw. I feel the most guilt-ridden. I feel the most envious, jealous when I'm trying to live somebody else's life. If I make a decision and this is my life and I live my life, I have no reason to be envious of someone else's life if I'm living the life that I truly want to live. You feel me? Anybody with me on that? So that's what's different about the work that I do. And when I look at people, and I have many clients who I don't even work with anymore, I'm okay with that. Do you know why? Because I didn't give you a fish. I taught you to fish. And if I did you well, eventually you go out in the world and you should do it on your own. But be careful. You got 50 mentors and 50 programs and 50 this, that, and the other. It can get bland, right? It's like taking a pot and just throwing everything in it and praying for rain. I want to be very precise and specific about who I am and what my life is. And that requires what? Change. Change in your mindset. Change in your business plan. Change in your vision. Change in your color. Change in your logo. Whatever it takes to position your business personally and professionally moving forward into 2022 and on, and that was the best thing that Magic Johnson said. Well, so many things. But he said, you know what? We'll fully be out of this thing in 2023. He believes that. Variants, it run its course, boosters, the younger kids being vaccinated, all of it. So whoever's really laying the foundation and working methodically, they're going to be the ones coming out on the other side. We know techs have had an amazing run because of this whole pandemic, online companies and everything. But I do believe human nature is that kid's going to want to get back into your school. That kickboxer's going to kind of come in there and hit a bag with people sweating and smelling them around them and hanging out, right? If I isolate myself in my home all the time, I believe that's going to leave people in a different mindset, Right. And they set it up that way for the pandemic. But do I think that's going to endure coming out? I think there'll be a certain audience that will stay home, order Uber Eats, stay on Netflix, use the internet and never leave their home because they don't have to. But I believe human need. People want to get out, smell the fresh air, play in the park, come into a karate school, hang out, talk to mom, you know, face to face. That's going to happen. And if we continue to make these types of changes, as you've witnessed, I have done for the past year and a half with my team here at One Martial Arts, that we all collectively can be in much better shape than we ever know. Cool. So think about that. Marco put all the links in there for It's Time Life Change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alrighty, folks. I love you. I love you. I love you. I know these times are not easy. I know in many ways we, we, we feel very lost at moments, and that's part of being human. It's even harder, I think, when you own a small business because we don't have a lot of anchors in, in the storm. We're reaching for straws. But I'm here to tell you, when the day's done, don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody. Find the wisdom in your heart and your mindset that you need. And once you do that, then if I fit that vision, let me help you facilitate that, right? That's the only time that matters. But if you don't know who you are or what you're about or what your purpose is or what your business is going to look like in three to five years, I can't fix that, nor can anybody else. Cool? All right. Hey, I am Brandon Beliso. This is Success Never Sleeps. I'll see all my mentoring people Monday, Monday, Monday. Don't forget. And until we talk again, folks, what are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life. Mm -hmm.